Listener Production. Today on Footy Talk, we are joined by extremely special guest, Maddie Prasparkas, three-time All-Australian AFLW Best and Fairest winner 2020. Basically, if it's an award for the AFLW, Maddie Prasparkas has won it. We're going to talk all things AFLW and what's in store this season for her Bombers. You're listening to Footy Talk with Joey and Kate, your daily dose of footy, the latest news, interviews and analysis from the world of AFL and AFLW. Today's show, we have a fantastic guest, Joey, really excited about this one. Three-time All-Australian, AFLW Best and Fairest winner in 2020, three-time Carlton Best and Fairest, Essendon's inaugural Best and Fairest. Couldn't add much more to that resume, could you? Maddie Prasparkas joins us this morning on the eve of the AFLW season. Maddie, thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me, guys. And Joey, I'm very excited, excited about this no, one. I, unashamedly, Madge is my number one, uh, my number one player in the competition. I love now Maddie. That She's retired. my favourite. Now yeah. that you've retired, yeah. yes, <laughs> I, I'm a big fan. So very excited to be here today. Definitely. So, Mads, I mean, a fantastic resume and you're still so young in your career. First of all, congratulations on being such a pioneer and such a fantastic athlete of the AFLW. Tell us, you're looking forward to this season that's coming up? Yeah, absolutely. I was just saying before that um, it's been such a long break, but um, now that we're finally here, um, yeah, excited to get out to Frankston tomorrow night and, um, yeah, done the sash and, yeah, hopefully get the win. And what did you get up to in the break? Obviously a little bit longer than last season. We had the two seasons in one year. The full 12 months really off. What did you get up to? Did you get away? Yeah, I got away. I went to Thailand for almost three weeks, so enjoyed the sun. I'm, yeah, I'm big on the sun, so I love it. Um, <laughs> Went away with my family over Christmas to Inverloch. Um, bit of family time was always nice. Took the dogs down to the beach and things like that. But it was a bit weird. Like when our season first finished, there was obviously still four or five weeks left. We weren't in the final. So uh, kind of just kept the legs rolling, kind of kept training up until the whole AFLW was finished. And then, um, yeah, definitely got a break after that. So went to Echuca a few times, went to Inverloch, went to Thailand. Um, yeah, just enjoyed summer really. It's nice to have summer off, but um, yeah, hopefully not too long of a break next time. <laughs> lots of beach time and lots of pool time then. Yes, That's right. Absolutely. Hey, before we get stuck into this season, for those that are listening and don't know much about your journey, just tell us a little bit about your, your, your AFL career, how you got in the system and, and sort of how it's panned out the first three or four years. Yeah, um, I started Auskick when I was four years old, so pretty much since I was very little, um, played footy all my life and knew no different. Um, started Auskick he- dressed head to toe in Essendon gear, so it was always meant to happen. Um, what number did you have in the back? Uh, I reckon I had Paddy Ryder's number a few oh, times, yeah. so it was a bit strange. Um, ne- I ne- never played ruck in my life, so. <laughs> um, and I was a big Joe Watson fan as well, so um, like hence it. the number four. Like yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, for me, started basically playing footy since I was very little, um, played local footy with the boys up until I was probably 14. And I reckon looking back at it now, it's probably what's put me in good stead to kind of be the player I am. And then went through the TAC Cup uh, or the NAB League or Coach League um, now uh, with Colder Cannons, the Vic Metro programs, um, all Australian programs, NAB Academy and through to the AFLW, um, being drafted obviously by Carlton in 2018. So yeah, it was a long journey to get drafted, um, but one that um, I was very grateful for and very grateful that obviously Carlton gave me that first opportunity to live out my dream and um, being able to cross over to Essendon and live out another childhood dream um, has been incredible and um, yeah, I can't wait for season two. And on that childhood dream, there was a bit of talk at some point that Georgie, your sister, might have been joining you at Carlton. Obviously it wasn't to be and she's down at Geelong still and loving it. 
What sort of a childhood dream would it be to eventually play alongside each other in the AFLW? Yeah, it was actually funny. Um, when I did get drafted, obviously I nominated for the Metropolitan Draft and um, I potentially could have went to Geelong if I wanted to. So there was also like the factor of we, could we have been teammates down at Geelong or could um, the draft pan out and Georgie end up a Carlton with me. But um, yeah, to play together would be a dream come true. Like we've always played probably together in the under-18s. We haven't played against each other and the first time we played against each other was in the AFLW. So um, yeah, to play with Georgie would be awesome. Um, obviously, I'm trying to sweet talk her a little bit um, to get down the highway back this way um, at Essendon. But no, she loves it in Geelong. And um, yeah, I love getting down there as well, heading to the beach and um, seeing what her life is down there. But yeah, she loves it. And um, I, like I said to her, obviously, when you love something, um, yeah, you got to stick with it. So yeah, she's doing awesome things down there and I'm very proud of her. But yeah, hopefully one day we can be teammates. So Maddie and Georgie are essentially the, the, the female version of the Dacos Brothers, Absolutely. two of the best players yeah, yes. in the league. Are you a bit nervous that Georgie's going to go past you as a player? You've still got her, but she's coming with a rocket, isn't she? She could yeah. be the best player in the league in a couple of years. Are you nervous yeah, she's going to get better? She's going to be better than you? Is that How does that sit? Um, no, nah, not nervous at all. I think <laughs> um, uh, like after her first season, um, she was pretty shocked with the level of skill and um, the level of speed of the game. And I felt like last year, yeah, she just basically got in a V8 car and just started driving it. Yep. And um yeah, really made her mark on the competition. Pretty much probably one of the best players in the competition. So to be able to see her do that, um, very proud of her. But um, no, nah, definitely not nervous. Like I, I want her to do amazing things. I want her to be the best player she can be. And I feel like if she's doing that, then it's still pushing me to do that and likewise. So um, yeah, to get all Australian, obviously as a both sisters last year was pretty special and um, yeah to even go both well in the count was pretty cool so um, no I love what she's doing and I think it's the people around her that are helping her and um, usually you know those people around you put you in good stead so um, yeah I think Geelong are doing a really good job with her and um, yeah she's doing a good job um, especially the work that she does outside of the club and um, yeah, I think this year she'll she'll go one step further and I'm excited to see what she can do. I haven't played her yet. She didn't play in the game Essendon Geelong last year. She was suspended, bit of a thug. So yeah. <laughs> um, hopefully all goes well and um, we actually get to share a milestone in that game together um, if all goes to plan. So it'll be my 50th and her 25th. So oh, wow. it'll be go. pretty cool. Huge. Yeah. Now, before we move on, it is the Maddie Prasparka show, not the Georgie Prasparka <laughs> show. <but laughs> my Bulldogs are coming up against her on Saturday. Any tips for what you sort of learn in the backyard? Any ways we can stop her? What do you think? Yeah, um, oh, I think Georgie's just like, I think the most thing I'm jealous about her is she's so athletic. Um, <laughs> she can run all day. Um, I'm not really much of a speed athlete. I'm more of an endurance, I'd like to think. But, yeah, I think just the way she attacks the footy um, is first class. Like, she's really quick with her hands um, and she runs both ways really well. So, um, I mean, I always struggled keeping up with her. I still do. So, um, I think if you can have someone that can keep up with her all day, especially running both ways, um, yeah, that'll that'll probably stop her in her tracks. But yeah, great, yeah, she'll be that. she'll yeah. be a tough not much, Basically, not much you can do about it, Kate. Just try your best, and yep, even if you're physical it. on her, she'll love that as well. What about your game? How are you trying to work on to take your game to even another level? What's sort of been the focus area for you this season? 
Yeah, um, for me, it's pretty much just being able to both run both ways um, and make my opponent have to defend me, um, especially going forward. I like to sneak forward and kick a goal if I can. Um, but, yeah, like I said, I'm not much of a speed athlete. I'm more of an explosive kind of player, and I feel um, I've worked on that in this preseason and off-season is being explosive out of contest, being able to give my hands quickly up. I can use both sides of my body, which kind of sets me apart a little bit um, to players around me, and that that's kind of what helps me, I think. Obviously, not, not having the speed to my name but being able to use both sides of my body allows me to get out of contest really quick and um, it's kind of been working on um, once I give the ball how can I get it back and how can I impact the next contest so just both way running for me and um, yeah pretty much getting to every contest. And obviously you went to Carlton when it was an already established AFLW side and then you made the move to the Bombers in their first season. Um, How has that been different, really setting up a a club from the start and being there, you were there the entire journey, really one of the first players signed for the Bombers. Obviously you're definitely a leader. We can see that in your footy and also the way that you present yourself. How has that been different and how have you enjoyed being able to really shape and, and build the culture of that club? Yeah, um, it was. I remember when they first kind of approached me to have a conversation, and um, initially I was like, "Nah, like I don't, I don't, I don't want to leave Colton um, and things like that." But once the conversation started to get rolling, everything sounded so great, and um, the only thing that was missing was probably teammates. Like I didn't have any teammates <laughs> around me. Um, I had a coach and um, a GM, and um, it all sounded great. The presentations were great, and everything they saw me as a player and a person within their four walls was fantastic. But the only thing missing for me was, okay, well, who, who, who am I playing with? Like, <laughs> yeah. who's who am I setting up the club with? And um, once the first initial signing started to get rolling, uh, you kind of had a vision. Um, so basically you just have to take a leap of faith and think, uh, like I thought, what a great opportunity um, in leadership-wise. And uh, I feel like I'd been in the competition four years that I could probably help set up. Uh, when I went to Carlton, they were probably a little bit further down the ladder and um, had to help really build that to go up the ladder a little bit. So kind of knew what it took to build a good culture first before you could build the on-field presence. And, um, yeah, I feel like we've done a really good job at Essendon. And obviously last year everything happened really quickly, like – we probably didn't get the bonding time as every other club has over the last four or five years. But um, this off-season has been probably the opportunity to do that. And, uh, yeah, we've set ourselves up well for this season. And what about collabing with the men's team? Have you had much interaction over this season for them, Brad Scott, that the sort of group? Have you, had you crossed paths much and, and sort of trying to intertwine the programs? Yeah, well, I feel like the beauty of it is like we're training during the day now um, a couple of times a week. So we are in the club at the same time. Um, we're sharing the facility together. Um, and, the, yeah, the men's are awesome. Like uh, there's not been one moment like, oh, like you're in our space or anything. It's our space. And that's that's what they look at it as. Like we've got five clubs that roll through the Essen Footy Club. We've got our wheelchair team, VFL, VFLW, yeah. AFL and AFLW. And it's pretty much one club. Um, and the boys are really big on that. So, um, yeah, I'm I'm pretty good mates with a fair few of the boys and, um, yeah, have a little joke with them walking through the hallway. Um, Jake Stringer and Jaden Laverde um, give me a bit of slack every time they see me, yeah. but uh, it's all fun and fun and games and, um, yeah, I really enjoy being around the boys and learning off, you know, players like Zach Merritt and um, I love watching him play footy. So um, being in the same club as them is pretty awesome. That's when you know you're in with the boys copying a bit of... Yeah, if you're copying shit, yeah. then that's good. You know, yeah, they but, like you. I mean, if Jake Stringer's giving it to you, yeah. you just, you don't... It doesn't oh, matter. you can give it back to Jake <laughs> Stringer. Easy, easy yeah, one to give back. back. <laughs> yeah, give it back to him, so... Who are the nicest boys? Who are the couple that are really... Who do you love? Who are the um, nice guys? Give us a bit uh, of insight on the walls. They're all pretty nice, yeah. but... Um, 
Oh, Jake, Jake, Jake is probably one of the nicest. Um, I lived with Jaden Laverty when I first moved out of home for a little bit. So, um, him and his partner taught me how to do my washing and things like that. So, um, <laughs> thanks to him. And then funnily enough, I ended up at, um, Essendon. So that was pretty cool. But, um, Sam Draper's awesome. Um, he's a bit of a character, uh, and Mason Redmond, he's awesome. Yeah. Andy McGrath. To be honest, Most all the boys, boys all yeah. the boys, pretty good. Like you see them, and it's not just a hey, how are you? It's a conversation. It's yeah. not just the generic, you know, how are you going. Um, it's the stop and chat for five ten minutes. So it's yeah, it's really good. And more league-wide, obviously, expansion. There's probably been the most movement in the past off-season than there was in that first expansion season because there was such a short time for teams to really build their lists or approach players. What do you think about the way that some clubs have gone about expansion? Obviously, there's been all different methods to it. Um, How do you see the expansion period have played out so far? Yeah, it's been really good. Like, at the start, I was so hesitant um, when we probably had, like, 10 or 15 players and then you didn't know, like... I don't know really any of the younger girls now like that I'm out of the under-18 system. So it's kind of like the unknown, but I felt like, especially with um, Essendon, like obviously I can only speak on our behalf, I felt like we did really well in terms of the players they wanted to target, the maturity of the players, not just good players but good people. And um, like that's so important, especially when you're setting up a club. And the fact that we only had 11 weeks last year to really get our shit together, like, um, yeah, it was fast thinking. And it probably got to round one last year and it was like, are we ready? Like, are we actually ready? And, um, yeah, obviously coming into round one last year, playing against Hawthorne, um, yeah, it was a bit of the unknown, like what are we both going to perform like? And, um, yeah, we put on an awesome spectacle, I thought, at Marvel. So, um, yeah, it was a bit of the unknown and the hesitation. But, yeah, once we're out of the field, the footy takes care of itself. And, um, yeah, I felt like we set that up really well last year. What's your general take, Kate, on the movement? Do you think the more movement is better for the competition or do you think there's a point or how do you sort of see it? Yeah, we obviously need, I mean, we've seen Chloe Malloy, Lucy McAvoy go up to Sydney. There's there's different things that need to happen for it to be a competitive competition. Yeah. Um, the teams that have essentially been untouched by expansion are still the strongest in the league and there's a reason for that. They've yeah. been able to play now for nearly eight seasons together. And it seems kept, like Adelaide, Brisbane. They've well, kept you look the at Melbourne, like Melbourne. 28, yeah. 28 of their list last year. Yeah. The only person that left was really Daisy. So Yeah, yeah. yeah. and like, I, don't, I just don't know how teams that are brand new can compete with that, really. Yeah. Um, you can have all the superstars in the world, but if you've only yeah. just met each other and start playing with each other, yeah. you can't connect on the way that the, the, the demons play. And even just learning things like how the coach wants you to play, if you've got a new coach coming in, how that works. And all of that contributes yeah. to the general cohesion of a team. You look at the men's team, yeah. they take years to get Spot into on. that premiership window, stay there for a while, and then they drop back out because yeah. of the natural draft system. Yeah. So it's going to take a while, but it's so important that players yeah. like yourself, players like Emily Bates, Steph Giocchi, they move clubs. As Whilst it might not be that um, popular with some of the fans, Bigger it picture. needs to happen. Yeah, yeah. 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 absolutely. Because yeah. then one day down the track, it'll be like you'll have the long football club in the men's, for example. You'll have players that stay there for so long and they're in that premiership window for con- continuous years. Yeah. Like you look at Melbourne, like they're probably the flag favourites for the AFLW this year. To have 28 re-sign, that's incredible. Like me and Bonnie will speak, Bonnie Tugel to speak and about it the other day. It was so funny. Like before we both decided to make the move to Essendon, I knew who Bonnie was, but there was no way I knew how she played because like I could only see it from a distance and likewise. So yeah, it's hard when you're making that move, but like Kate said, like the expansion has to happen. 
like people have to take that leap of faith like Emily Bates coming from a premiership side and you know finals favorites every single year to join an expansion club to help them um and even like Lucy McAvoy was such a surprise to me um but good on her like it it has to happen and um even like Montana Ham in the draft last year to go you know no know what I'm I want to go Sydney and help Sydney that's yeah it's pretty awesome but I think the trade will slowly decrease every single year with the amount of players that move once the club once the clubs get set up and then you can start building like our average age is 23 24 and if we can keep that core group for the next three to four years like we'll be you know hopefully in that premiership window you're listening to footy talk we've got three-time all australian and aflw best and fairest winner maddie prasparkas with us we will be back after the break with a little bit more You're listening to Footy Talk. If you're listening on Spotify, please hit the bell. We are here with three-time All-Australian and AFLW Best and Fairest winner for 2020, Maddie Prasparkas. And, Maddie, let's get into this season. So, obviously, you touched on last year the round one game was at uh, against Hawthorne at Marvel, 12,000 people. Now, no disrespect to Frankston, a little bit of a fall from grace. We're going back to Frankston on Saturday night. Um, how do you see that one playing out? And you obviously got the win last year against the Hawks, but that fierce rivalry, I'm sure it's been touched on again during the week. Yeah, like obviously as an Essendon supporter, you know that the rivalry is there and it's been there for a number of years. So to create our own you know, rival between each other in the AFW is something that you probably want in the AFW. You want those rival games. You want the games that you really look forward to. Like I know when we play Collingwood, that's what we look forward to as well. So, uh, yeah, a little bit of fall from grace um, to go to Frankston. Um, but, oh, well, it is what it is, isn't it? But um, I would have loved it to be at Windy Hill or something or even Marvel Stadium again. But, no, nah, we'll go down the freeway to um, Frankston and we'll bring the win home. So You mentioned earlier Emily Bates has made the move to the Hawks. She's one of the star players as well, a best and fairest winner. Do you expect to go head-to-head or are you going to sort of have more of the defensive midfielder play on someone like Bates or do you love playing on the on the very best? Yeah, well, when we played Brisbane last year, I felt yeah, I felt like we pretty much played on each other the whole game and uh, followed each other around a little bit. Um, at this stage, yeah, we probably like just play play footy. Like you got to win your one on one contest, and um, I I'm I don't really believe in the tagging kind of role. Um, I, I get tagged, but yeah, I don't believe it. I feel like you play one on one footy and you win your one on one contest, and you kind of let the game take care of itself. But yeah, I'm sure we'll go head to head a few times in our centre bounces and stoppages around the ground. And yeah, I love going um, against players like her. Um, you learn a lot when you do play against players like her. She's very strong in the contest, very strong with her body work. So um, yeah, if you can learn a bit off your opponents during the game and um yeah kind of you know that makes me play better I think because I want to beat them so um yeah I'm sure we'll go head to head a few times are you run overall lippy player do you like to give a little bit while you're especially if you're getting tagged um or are you someone that just not I'm just going to win this footy and get on with it um no I'm not I'm not lippy um I actually don't really say too much at all um I mean I might have a chat before the quarter with you know like Batesy or someone like someone that I know she might say something and then I'll just like you know reply and have a conversation but nah I mean unless someone's trying to get into me and push me around I I probably wouldn't take a step back but um yeah I don't wouldn't you know first roll something off my tongue and try and get in (laughs) someone's ear but I mean if someone's given it to me I'm sure you know 
it'd be rude not to give something back. <laughs> Maddie just tries to nail him in a tackle. Yeah, no, and get, get him that yeah, way with that. the physicality. Um, you spoke earlier about Melbourne obviously being the team to beat. For both of you, who are the sort of the other contenders and who are the teams you think could spike and sort of surprise and be a challenger? Uh, besides we, the Bombers. We, yeah, yeah, besides us, of course. But, yeah, we played North Melbourne um, in our match sim and um, obviously you got like 28 players rolling through that game. So, you know, there's heaps of different players. But they're a side to beat. Like they have been up there the last couple of years and I love the way they play football. Like you got so many good players in that side that have set themselves up pretty well. Obviously they were an expansion club a few seasons ago, but they've kept that core group from when they did expand. And um, I love watching Jazz Garner, Ashradale and Jenna Bruton go through the midfield. And, you know, we had to play against them and it was it was a tough day. Like, um, But like we said after reviewing that game is you've got to win the one-on-ones and no matter who they are, you can compete with them. But the way they move the ball was pretty awesome. And um, obviously adding Kate Shearlaw to their forward line mix and a bit of height, um, I think they'll be a team to beat this year. And same with Adelaide. Like I feel like they just find a way every single year. And um, we didn't play them last year, but I feel, um, yeah, they'll be another side to beat this year. Yeah, I've got to agree. I think North will be really strong this year, purely for that reason. They've stayed together for so long now. And adding an extra tall, we played them in the second practice match as well at the Bulldogs and really hard to start when you've got four tools in your team. It's not something that we see much in AFLW when there's four tools ahead of the footy. So they have a, a good ruck in Kim Rennie and also Emma King rolls through that. But King was playing mostly forward with Talia Randall and Kate Sheilor. And when I was playing with Kate Sheilor at the Saints, just she's phenomenal. The work that she's put into her footy the last three or four years has just been incredible. And I think with the use she's going to get out of the midfield, delivering it into her, she's going to be completely unstoppable this year. You just um, don't get that much tall timber in the AFLW. And they've got four. So yeah. you're saying that's without Jazz Garner even playing four. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So they're going to be super competitive. Um, they've got a whole lot of smalls too that can clean it up at ground level if those three don't bring it, mm. uh, don't win the mark or bring it to ground. So I think they'll be competitive. I'm also really excited to see Collingwood. There's obviously been a bit of movement from their team, but they've got Britt Benici and Bree Davy back from ACL, and I'm just really stoked for those two to be back. Um, missed a couple of seasons doing it in season six, so really stoked for those two. And I think they'll have a bit of a new look in their midfield as well. A bit more um, grunt and just a bit more leg speed. I think they've lost Lambert and Kiochi to St Kilda, but I think they've brought in Tiny White from the Saints and obviously those two really explosive athletes coming back for them. So yeah, interested to see. I think they'll be a really strong midfield. And what about some of the players? Who are some of the names that the listeners to this that are, that are maybe not as um, sort of devoted to AFLW that want to watch it? Who can they sort of keep their, their ears and eyes out for some players to, to watch this year? Um, I think there's a couple at the Bulldogs. Obviously, I'm coaching there, so close mm-hmm. to those. Um, Jess Fitzgerald, she's uh, probably in her third season now, and she's really started to develop. She'll play a lot of midfield minutes um, in and around sort of Ellie Blackburn, Kirsty Lamb. She's been able to learn off those two now and is really excelling. Her preseason's been huge. Obviously, Maddie is a name that you definitely are going to hear a lot through the season. Um, I think some younger ones, Hawthorne last year, Jazz Fleming, she was phenomenal last year, and she'll just get better and better. Obviously, now not trying to complain complete year 12 and going to every training session um, and having a big off season. She's going to be huge. And just some of the younger girls, I think there's going to be a few that don't quite have a name yet, but by the end of season eight, they will have a big name for themselves. Tiana Smith, keep an eye out St Kilda. Yeah, she's, she's back, back. and flying. Yeah, she's her in my fantasy her, so. team because yeah, she was a, a steal not playing yeah. last season. And she is a phenomenal uh, yeah, midfielder. She's back. Yeah. I think obviously Steph Kane's been around for a while, yeah. but um, she's 
probably come into our midfield more as an inside kind of player this season. Um, can play on the wing and has probably pretty much her whole career and did last season for us. But yeah, she's been training as an inside mid this preseason and um, yeah, she took a huge step forward last week in our practice match. Like um, yeah, being able to work with her on the inside there um, was pretty awesome and. I feel like she's going to be a breakout player this year and she'll definitely be a player to watch and um, she'll cause a bit of havoc um, in the midfield and having her in the mix um, might take a little bit of heat, so that's good. And one like big story coming out of the Bombers ahead of this weekend is Georgia Nenskarwin. She is playing her first game since doing her ACL. Really terrible story, this one, Joey. So she got pre-signed for the Bombers. She was playing in their VFLW team. That, that team went all the way to the grand final. And in the grand final of that VFLW game, does her ACL was preparing to obviously play her first season of AFL, or second season, sorry. She played a few games at Collingwood. And this she was is a hockey roo, former Olympian. Yep, former Olympian. And then had to wait the whole year to now prep for season eight to get back. And she's going to make her club debut for the Bombers on the weekend. And it's been four years, six months and nine days since she last played wow. in the AFLW. So a huge story of resilience to even get back in the league. But then to have that set back and come back through that and now make her debut, what's she been like, obviously, more in and around pre-season this year? She's awesome. Like, I think if you look at professionalism, she fits that um, definition just perfectly. Um, since crossing over to Essendon and having her as one of the, the VFLW superstars and, you know, she won the league, um, BNF for them as well. And um, the way she just picks herself up and gets herself to training, trains super well all the time. Um, she's an amazing athlete, like just super fit um, and super strong as well. So if someone was going to come back as strong and fit as her from this rehab, um, it was always going to be her. And um, I mean, as soon as she'd done it, like it was a pretty bittersweet moment for her. Um, but as soon as she'd done it, she had a um, surgery and she was straight in the gym. She was straight on track um, and she did everything she could to help us get us through season seven, um, but to have her on the field is going to be awesome. Um, to play the first two practice matches with her, she's just an explosive athlete, um, so you can expect that coming out of stoppage. Um, she's in and under. She's a very small player, but she's very quick on the outside, and, um, yeah, she loves the physicality. So I'm super excited for her. It's been a long journey for her, and if it's going to make anyone smile, it'll be her running out this weekend. So. We're talking to Maddie Prasparkas, AFLW superstar. And Maddie, just before we let you go, I'll get your tip as well, Joey. Tonight, obviously, the reigning premiers, Melbourne, they're going to unfurl the flag before hosting Collingwood at AFLW Heartland Icon Park. Who's your tip in this one? Um, oh, I'm super stoked for Britt and um, Bree to be back. Um, but I, I just think Melbourne are just so strong um, in every single line at the moment. They still are, like I said, to sign 28 girls, re-sign them. Um, they're going to be hard stop. So I think the D's maybe by two goals, um, but it'll be a t- tough contest all day. I'm going for an upset. I think Collingwood get it done. The emotion, I think uh, with Bree Davey back, I think that we know AFLW throws up some some curveballs. I think Collingwood get their season off to a good start. I think they win. I've got to feel Richmond are a bit of a sleeper this year. I like the way they're progressing. I think they're ready to spike at some stage. So I've got Richmond as a bit of a, a surprise this year. And I'm going to go with Kangaroos. I think you've convinced me the Kangaroos yeah, can yeah. win it. It's too boring to say Melbourne. Yep. So I'm going to put my chips in on the Kangaroos. They've been around the mark for a long time now. A bit like the Brisbane Lions in the men's. They've been around the mark without getting that opportunity. I think this will be their year, and I think 
Maddie will be the number one player in the game again. Well, Maddie, thank you so much for joining us today on Footy Talk and best of luck on the weekend and for the rest of the season as well. Thanks, guys. If you have a question for us, get us on Instagram at footytalk underscore pod and TikTok at footytalkpod. Tomorrow, Limo and Jay and Joey, enjoy your hard-earned night off. Thank you, I will, Kate. I've got a big weekend of doing nothing. <laughs> Listener.